Hi, and welcome to AfroQueer. I'm Ida Holly Nambi. Before we start today's episode, I want to say I hope all of you, all of our listeners, are keeping yourselves as safe and as sane as you can during this time. We're also trying to do that here in Nairobi at AfroQueer. This episode is a little bit late, we know. We have received your DMs, and we have a bunch of new episodes lined up for the rest of season three. Today's episode revolves around two women. First, we have Zuva. My name is Zuva, and I um, I'm 33 years old. I live here in the UK. I was born in Zimbabwe, born and bred. And then we have Colossa. Who I am in what sense, man? <laughs> I feel like that's the hardest question to answer. Sorry. Okay. Um, I am a dental hygienist. Yeah, that's what I do. Zuva and Colossa met online in 2016, but they lived far away from each other. Colossa in South Africa and Zuva in the UK. But one day, they struck up a conversation. A conversation that led to a series of events, which would put everything that they knew about themselves and about love to the ultimate test. How did I meet Zuva? Um, I met her on Instagram. So I used to have this um, old Instagram account called um, Quiet Brilliance. And on there, I just used to post things like that. I had a habit of anybody who would follow me, I would send them a DM saying, thank you for following me. She said, hi, Colossa, how's Durban? So I was in Durban at the time. So I was like, oh, Durban is good. How's where you're from? And then she says Norwich. And I'm like, where's that? What Norwich? And then she says, oh, in the UK. There was um two pictures of her. One where she was dressed in like a lab coat. I think she was, I don't know, whatever she was doing. And then another one that said um, LGBT, life gets better together or something. And I was like, hold on, hold on. This is a very pretty, like, to me, she looks straight, right? And I thought, what is a straight woman? LGBT, straight, uh, something's, something's odd there. We just started chatting from there. So this is now 2016, January. At that time when we met, I, my health wasn't very good. Since I was young, I always used to have problems with my stomach, you know, my bowel. And this could, like, have other effects, you know, my mental health or things like that, you know. I spent a lot of time indoors. I was going to hospital every two to three weeks with my my issues. I spent a lot of time and I had time to engage. It kind of happened very seamlessly because we went from... Hey, stranger, talking every day, couple times a day to I really like you and then I love you. It, it, there were no, I can't think of actual defining moments where we went from talking into a relationship. For me, it felt like very smooth. I think within a month, we were definitely like, okay, we're in a relationship. 
as much as I liked her and enjoyed her company and the same applies for her as well, I did, I, 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 I was worried. I was very worried about being with somebody who is so far. Um, that I've never met. You know what I mean? It was different being with somebody you don't really actually physically see. I didn't have concerns because I knew, listen, as soon as I'm able to travel, you know, I, I was happy to, I was willing to do it. It didn't bother me because, I mean, if you, in terms of, you know, sometimes, you know, you want to see people because you want to get some sex or this and that. I wasn't in sex mode at that time because I had health concerns. I really more just enjoyed talking to her and how she made me feel at this point um i was in a new city young first time living by myself new to my profession i was trying to settle into the city i was in yeah and trying to like i don't know just get to know people in the new city get you know have friends whatever when I'm in a relationship, there's a, there's, a, there's a way I like to be, you know? And I wasn't able to be that because most of the time, you know, I was on this heavy medication and I was just, I, I, there was not much that I could do, right? At one point I said to you know what? I was in so much pain. I was like, oh, I just want to focus on getting better. So then I remember saying to her, look, you know what? I think you should just be with someone else because ah, this is not, I'm not getting better, you know? And this is not fair on you, you know? She said to me, no, um, you're going to get better and everything is, you know, is going to be fine. This is when uh, <laughs> the, this is where the plot thickens. <laughs> I felt bad taking her up on it because it wasn't a matter of, oh, I just don't feel like being in a relationship right now. It was a matter of I am unwell and I don't think. I am fully capable to be there for somebody else. And I felt horrible then saying, okay, cool, bye, because it's like, it, this is not her choice. And this was my first mistake. <laughs> Instead of saying, okay, cool, I'll take you up on the offer, I will leave and then be with somebody else. I went and I was with somebody else without actually taking her up on the, I will leave you offer. So one day I'm on Instagram, as you do, you know, you're scrolling on, you know, people's, you, you know, that feed where there's just pictures and stuff. So she was scrolling on social media and saw a picture on somebody else's account of me. And then she texts me and says, I think you have a twin. I'm like, excuse me? And then she sends me the picture. I, I think it was a screenshot. And I'm like, that's me. Um, and yeah, this is the situation. I thought, you know, before I approached her, let me get my facts right. So I was like doing my investigation. I checked out the person's profile and saw comments between her and Colossus. I was like, okay, there's definitely something going on here. I felt horrible. I felt horrible, but then I also knew, okay, cool. The least you could do is come clean and just tell it all. Tell it all and how it is. I remember being very angry because it's like, I gave you the opportunity. What what what's this? You know, I already felt inadequate because I was not well. You know, I already felt like listen, I'm not able to do what I want to do. So it's almost like being kicked. You're down and then being kicked. And for what? Because I gave you the fucking opportunity, right? And then so she. I mean, had her own reasoning saying, no, no, I didn't want to tell you until after your surgery because you've got a lot going on. 
a lot what she asked me what i want to do and i was like well i'll just go with the other person um and then she was like okay cool fine bye um and that was it and we stopped talking i think she went off social media because i knew that she had an operation that was due in june that year so i would obviously constantly look for her to just find out if she actually had the operation and how she's doing and i didn't really find her so she went on with her life i focused on getting my surgery and getting better and that was it life went on i had my surgery recovered and i was now doing well i actually was in such a good space of mind that I didn't have any anger towards her at that time. I did probably change my number as well at some point, but there wasn't a complete 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 break because what I then found out later on was that she had actually sent a uh, Facebook message to that uh partner. I wanted to get in touch with Collis, but I thought, you know what? Let me not disrespect She's in a new relationship so rather this is my thinking which I don't know where the hell this came from but I really thought it was a good idea so I got in touch with uh Colossus then uh partner and I was like hey hello my name is Zuva you know I was trying to get in touch with Colossus but you know I, I thought I'd come to you first how she how are you guys whatever right thinking is a respectful thing to do she talked to her but that didn't go down well There was no intention of wanting to get back with her or none of that. I genuinely was because that was the person I spoke to a lot when I wasn't well. I genuinely wanted her to just know, oh this is what I'm, you know, this is how I'm doing because it mattered to her as well at some point, you know? And and that was it. I didn't hear back from her until February 2018 when Colossa gets in touch with on uh, on the same instance the same Instagram. It just felt as if we had just stopped talking yesterday and we just picked up as normal because we were talking as friends and she even then said to me um she's like you know what Zara I really fucked up and blah 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 but the thing is I was not mad I actually had moved on because genuinely I was happy to have my health back that's what I cared about most didn't I didn't think that we'd get back together honestly I I I actually never thought she'd even forgive me or even want to talk to me that's why I didn't even want to reach out to her that's how embarrassed I was at the beginning of the year she then told me about oh this relationship that I was in it didn't work out and you know what initially I would think yes <laughs> in your face but no um I really felt sad for her you know so when we started talking again in 2017 and we were like okay cool we're going to try this again and this time we're going to make a proper go of it right as in like we're actually going to make plans to see each other and so forth and so forth right Anyways, we then we then did meet in August 2018. That was our first time meeting in person. Uh so she she came over 
and we spent about a week together or was it a week about a week together yes so that was the first time that we saw each other so august 2018 took the flight here got off the airport i remember walking out and like kind of scanning the people that were standing outside waiting for people obviously that they've come to pick up and i was just scanning looking for someone with dreadlocks and i saw her that initial moment of seeing her happened so quick cuz i couldn't believe that oh my god we actually finally meeting after all the craziness that's been happening cuz we were fighting a lot on and off you know we get on and then we fight blah 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 so i was like oh god she's actually good looking is that my girlfriend i literally remember thinking those things to myself oh my god like her eyes even till this day like her eyes are just weird she's like a she's like um you know like people that put you in a spell i always make fun of her say listen i think you like do voodoo or something you just don't want to tell me the truth <laughs> she was not bothered about awkwardness at all she was just a silly old goofy self she literally spanked me within seconds of us seeing each other so no it was not it was not but i was worried about awkwardness but it wasn't awkward and we sort of obviously traveled home i had bought a bottle of wine because i wanted to just give her a different experience i was like we're going to have wine on the train in the morning yes we're going to look like alcoholics but who cares you know we're having fun it was like a holiday for us so why not you know so we came over to where i lived in norwich so she came to this place um we were here for one evening and then the next day we spent four days away at this place called Centerparks it was is a really nice sort of resort out in the country and we had a good time really really had a good time on one hand i was on an incredible high because i was like oh my gosh i actually got to see her touch her talk to her and see her in real time <laughs> I actually like her. I actually want to be with her. I actually actually really really like her. Um and then on the other hand it was like oh dear it's probably going to be months again until we see each other. I remember getting in touch with her after she had got back to South Africa. And I said hang on I was reflecting on the week and there was a bit of a, st- a strange conversation that happened. I asked her about um this ex of hers that she mentioned not the one that I knew of that she had cheated on me with the an ex from years ago and then she just kind of responded very quickly like oh no no i haven't spoken to them in of in a very long time you know and i forgot about it that was the end of it then but when she got back i don't know that conversation came back into my mind and then i asked her I was like hang on a second um remember when i asked you this question about this ex that's kind of like that conversation opened up a whole can of worms towards the end of 2017 um i got back with an ex of mine from uh uni and we started talking again they were actually together and i'm like okay 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 rewind like what the hell is going on you've just been here for a week we had an amazing time you're telling me oh this is the sort of love i've been looking for my whole life blah 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 
only to find that you're in another relationship that's been going on for longer than three, four years. That, that means back in 2016, you were with this person. Anyway, so I started asking questions and I wasn't getting the truth. So I got sick of it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to find out my own way. And I did it. I, I went into her Facebook, changed her passwords, email, everything I could do. I blocked that shit. And I was like, you're not going to get away with this. I even got in touch with her close friends that I knew. And I told them exactly, listen, this is what's going on. This is who I am. And this is why I'm contacting you. And obviously she wasn't happy at that time because she knew what she was hiding. But then I knew, you know what? There's this whole other person that doesn't know me. I know kind of about them, but, um, you know, there's this person out there who's probably planning a life with Colossa and doesn't have a clue what the hell's going on. She was on my Facebook and Instagram trying to figure out what in God's name is happening. And at, this, at the same time, well, previously, I had also been texting a whole lot of other people. Like when I say I was all over the place, it's not an understatement. I was, yeah, <laughs> it was all over the place. And I said, listen, you know what? If you don't tell me, give me this person's number. That's it. You're never going to hear from me. So she did eventually give me the person's number. I, I sent them a long message explaining everything. I was so angry with Colossal. Like, who does this, man? Like, what? who does this? Like, these are people's lives, you know? I don't need such a stupid person in my life. That's how I thought of her. I, I thought she was the most, at that time, disgusting person I've ever met. Because I just didn't agree with what she had done. Not even to me, uh, you know, to this other person, to just... She was angry. She was very, very angry and very, very hurt. So she did say she wants to leave me. And there was a time, to be honest, a point where I was like, okay, look, if you want to explore other relationships, I will understand. But if they don't work, uh, please date me. <laughs> um, I will wait um, because I actually really like you. She really persisted and she, it wasn't until I started seeing her making changes just for herself. She wanted to become a better person. And I think at one point she even started seeing a counselor um, to try and get to the root of why did she tell these lies, you know? To try and just help herself. And I kind of, that's when I started having a bit of respect for her. We had that whole chat and she told me to apologize to her and I did. And we tried therapy as well after that situation, but she was very proactive in solving it as well. never used to have respect for people that cheat right I, I I never had until okay now I'm in a situation where I had met somebody who I really really loved but then it was very challenging to say okay my beliefs all along were man people that cheat no you don't stay with somebody like that you know but how I had to make a decision that, okay so what is it are you gonna stick with your beliefs Go and be miserable when you know, okay, you actually want to be with this person. Okay, what are we going to do then so that we are together? Because clearly being apart doesn't work for me. We do want to live in the same country. So when we were now researching, okay, what we need to do, 
UK home office stuff and what they're going to need to see. If she's going to come here and work, you know, the best type of visa for that is, well, we're going to have to get married, you know? And she got granted her visa to come and now start living here or rather waiting to get married. It was October 2019. We um, hired a house by the river so basically it's a it's a nice little cottage where one of norfolk's rivers run so the house was just right above the water really so we had our friends and families of his sister and two of her cousins and a friend of mine from where we live who's also a friend of suva's we were nervous. We were very nervous. Zuba actually had a drink just before. I literally was trembling. I promise I will take you, Zuba, as my gentleman, to be my wedded wife. I will take you, Kolo take you, Kolo to be my wedded wife. My mom, very open-minded. She knew I was gay, I think, from, I think I was 20, 21. So she's very aware that Zuva is a female, but she just views us as a heterosexual couple, to be honest. She calls her Kwenyana, which is son-in-law, because obviously there's no term in our language for, like, daughter-in-law in in that sense so it's also not offensive for us because we understand that so my mom i've not actually told her that i'm married like i'm not she knows oh please something's going on because my sister has told her i know this for a fact i don't know why i don't have the guts to say it myself because it's not like it's not obvious she knows i live with somebody you know she knows a lot of stuff that's going on i think she'll wait for me to say it For me, the most important thing that I would ever want to say to her at any time is thank you. And I will eternally be so, so sorry. And in my heart, I always think about the things that I've put her through and I always want to try and make up for them every single day. And yeah, and that I love her. Love is not what I thought it was. I've learned that love is not what you feel initially when everything's good and, you know, when you've got the butterflies and you're excited to see each other all the time. I've learned that love comes after when you've really gone through stuff, when you've gone through something like infidelity or some major situation happens, that's when you'll know if love is there or not. Because of what I've been through with Colossae, I was in a position where I had to decide who do I want to become? And if I hadn't met this person, I wouldn't have grown to be the person I'm becoming. I wouldn't have gone through the things that I've been through with her that have made me become the person I want to be. I want to be a forgiving person. And that's what our relationship has taught me. That, you know, you don't just, it's, you don't just say, I love you and that's it. That's love. For me, it's you about the butterflies. For it's me, a... it's about the butterflies. <laughs> the butterflies are not there. I'm it's done. It's a wrap. <laughs> This episode was reported by Rachel Wamoto and Maeve Francis. Afroqueer is produced by me, Ida Holly Nambi, 
Selly Chum, and Mae Francis. Amelie Bertolayengo is our associate producer. Rachel Wamoto is our social media manager. And Tevin Sudi is our audio editor. Our theme song is Power by Maya and the Big Sky. Today's episode features music from Tetushani and Jumadi. Check the show notes to find out how and where you can listen to these artists. Afroqueer is supported by Google and PRX. We are also supported by the Ford Foundation, the Dune Foundation, and the Wellspring Philanthropic Fund. You can follow us on Instagram at Afroqueer Podcasts. We are on Twitter at Afroqueer Pod. And you can listen to all our episodes on our website, www.afroqueerpodcast.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Ida Holly Nambi. See you in two weeks for more stories from Queer Africa. Bawani ile. <laughs>